Ta-da! Hi, everyone. This is Faye from Face World Media. I am so excited to introduce you to my friend Bridget from BiddyTarrell.com. And, uh, you know, I, I first of all, I want this intro to be sort of unscripted because as I'm going to different stores, meeting new friends, even going to these so-called like a spiritual stores that are popping up in the U.S. these days, I walk in and I say, have you heard of Bridget from Biddy Tarot? How come you haven't? Here's, I literally like sharing URLs with people because I have been really transformed and so appreciative um, of getting to know you and the things that I have learned through you. Because um, Bridget, you're the founder of Biddy Tarot, I would say the biggest and number one you know, not just tarot reading, but to understand, I think, our spirituality, our creative energy uh, at the next level. You know, you're one of the biggest sites out there. And I have since then purchased books and um, these cards of books on my laps. That's why. And I highly recommend to anybody who is, you know, very new to this world, feeling a little intimidated, perhaps. We're going to play some games as part of this live stream. I highly encourage uh, you to join in and I certainly will be very as vulnerable as I possibly could. Um, with that said, yeah, Bridget, welcome. I'm so thrilled you're here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And I've got to say, it's been so beautiful just watching you open up and blossom to Tari just from a few little creative sparks and it's just landed for you. And that's, you know, that's the magic that I love being able to create in different people and being able to offer that um that doorway really and hopefully we get to do a little bit of that today well i'm so excited i was really surprised too because prior to knowing you i had like zero experience with tarot uh i, I couldn't even tell how many cards in the deck I, I couldn't tell you exactly what the process is like and was very intuitive which is part of your business like an intuitive uh business and as you know before we opened up i mentioned you know i try this i try this experience on my mom who's, you know, turning 71 this year, who's Chinese and, you know, by the sun. And uh, she found it so interesting. And every evening she's like, it's time to play tarot again. She's reflecting. So are you, I guess you're not so surprised by that. But we're, you know, even though we're not maybe your target audience necessarily, where was, you know, we weren't your target audience, but we're really able to benefit from this. Yeah, I think that's that's the beauty of tarot is that it is actually can be so very accessible to anyone who is ready just to open up more to like their intuition and, you know, personal reflection and so on. For so long, we've thought, oh, tarot is like, you know, woo-woo or um, like it's something that's spooky or even evil and mysterious and so on. But that's really been my mission through Biddy Tarot is to bring it to people like you and who may not have necessarily thought of tarot or maybe they've been a bit worried about what it might be like to use the cards. Um, and it's I, I almost see it like as an awakening or a, a remembering, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so that remembering, that feeling of of inner knowingness we spend so much of our lives kind of in this external space and like what does he say about that what does she say let me google it um what have you but tarot really helps us bring that energy and our attention inwards and it's just a way of being open of opening up to ourselves and reflecting on who we are and what our role is and our purpose is in life Hmm. It's very, very telling. I was uh, surprised by it. And, and frankly, one of the reasons for me to want to engage is because of knowing you, watching your videos on YouTube, reading your website, knowing that you've started this business and when you're just a teenager, 16, 17 years old, and this business has 
it certainly inevitably and creatively has grown with you. Uh, and I think for me, like that intuitive part is also like liking and trusting the creator and the founder behind the brand. I think I would have probably thought about Tarot very differently if I were stumbling upon a different site. Um, so with that said, I would love for you to talk about your origin stories and then really maybe start with uh, who is or what is Biddy Tarot? Yeah, so um, Biddy Tarot started all the way back in 1999. Um, and that's when I just started learning tarot. And I thought, okay, if I'm learning tarot, maybe I could share this with, you know, one other person on the internet. And the internet was very, you know, new at that time. Um, and so I started learning how to hand code a website and Biddy Tarot was born. It was very different to what it does now. Um, but really it was that passion and that desire just to share something that I really loved and thought, well, maybe someone out there somewhere in the world could benefit from this. Um, over time, you know, I worked in corporate, um, I was a management consultant, I worked in HR, and I would always do my tarot readings on the side. It was my beautiful, creative, intuitive outlet, I suppose. Um, it wasn't until kind of like the late 2000s uh, that I picked up Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week and I thought oh wow you know this um, <clears throat> this love I have for tarot could be an information product it could be something that I could generate an, a small income from and so I started selling ebooks I started creating like more SEO on my website um, and within literally within a few months, Biddy Tarot was up in the Google search rankings, like number one, number two, and, you know, it has stayed there ever since. So deeply grateful for that. Um, wow. And then 2012 is when I left corporate because my income through my business finally reached the same that I was getting through corporate. And I thought, why am I showing up to a job that's not feeling in alignment anymore? And why not pursue this uh, new avenue? And again, like fast forward over that last sort of 10 years or so, we now have online courses. We have a membership community for our tarot readers where they can practice readings and connect with one another. Uh, we have certification for our Biddy Tarot um, advisors. And we have books on Amazon, which I just, I realized one of our books is The Ultimate Guide to Tarot Card Meanings, self-published. We've sold over 50,000 copies of that in the last five years. So it's pretty amazing. Um, we also have the Everyday Tarot Deck. We've sold over 400,000 copies of that. And uh, I know you've got that one there. Um, Such good quality too. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's lovely. And it's a nice mini, so you can take that with you. And we're about to launch this one, which is the Biddy Tarot Deck. Um, oh, and so I've got some cards here so we can kind of play like side by side with these two different decks. Um, so mm -hmm. yeah, there's a, a lot happening in our world, um, and really just motivated by the mission to make tarot accessible to all, um, really to help everyday people connect with their intuition using the tarot cards as a guide. Oh, I love that mission. And I also like the design. I, I feel like your branding, certainly you've had 10 plus years at this point to refine it, but I just feel like one thing I want to call attention to, since a lot of our viewers on YouTube, LinkedIn, you know, there are they are creators and entrepreneurs, small business owners. One of the things that come up all the time is like, how do I make my brand compelling, uh, memorable, and you know, consistent across different channels? And I noticed with Biddy Tarot, it certainly is the way. Like the purple as the color. You know, we don't have the perfect purple background today, but it's something that I definitely want to echo 
because of your brands and also uh, the cards, you know, the design, the quality of the cards, very thick, you can hold on to. Uh, and, you know, my mom and I've been using it regularly and it still look brand new. Uh, and, and it just also the cards is very, you know, people can't really see all the details, but it's very friendly, not cartoonish or anything, but it's just something that, that takes almost the fear away the, the you know, it feels familiar. It feels really touchable, very accessible. Um, so I really like that aspect about your brand. Oh, good. Yeah. That's definitely our mission is just take away a lot of that kind of, uh, misinformation, I think about Taru. Yeah. Misinformation. Oh, I, I know. It's like, it's something that we were a little afraid of uh, for some reason. Like for me, it's like, what if I pull out a really bad card? Um, do I just, you know, grab another card and pretend it didn't happen? But it was very reflective. And something that I think a lot of people don't realize um, right off the bat is uh, I realized that not that you, I think there's a lot of your in, intuitive, in your intuition, the way that you have uh, understood business and that kind of instilled into this book. It's really not about good or bad, rather it's a very reflective experience. So um, to kind of spit it out, like one thing that I did even the first round, roundabout, and I don't remember exactly the cars I picked, but it was so reflective of my situation. This was late last year and I've mentioned it to you. It's basically three cards saying, you know, you know, Faye, you've worked hard. And uh, also, you know, you have reached a certain level of financial stability. And maybe it's a moment to pause and the moment to really enjoy and celebrate that. And then that made me feel so good that night. It's like, oh, I don't have to be up at one in the morning, like writing another blog post. It's like, maybe just relax and just enjoy mm. this moment. Yeah, what I, I call Taro like the mirror to the soul. And I think what's really beautiful is that you probably already knew that that was the answer, right? Mm. You knew that you needed rest. But your conscious mind, which is lovely and productive and wants to, you know, aim high, is there going, no, come on, Faye, let's keep going. Let's go, let's go, right? Yeah. But you know in your heart, like, oh, yeah, I need to just chill for a bit. Um, what the tarot does is just reflecting that back to you um, and it kind of opens up these corners that maybe you haven't really paid attention to or you've been actively just trying to ignore. Um, and so it's kind of like this, this tool, this thing that now can reflect back and go, actually, this is what you're really feeling on a deeper level and you need that imagery and that card to tell you that um, because we're not yet fully trained. Many of us are not trained to really be able to access that intuition, just go like, okay, what's my intuition saying right now? So the tarot for me is a little bit like the training wheels to our mm. intuition and the thing that helps us open up more to our intuition. Mm. I couldn't agree more because I think, you know, people are lucky enough to have the, the financial means to, for instance, hire a psychologist or hire a men, you know, mental coach or hire a coach in general. I mean, that's not really accessible to a lot of people. When I think about these cards and that book together, maybe $20, $25 on Amazon is something that you can travel with, you can bring with you. And it's like, it's almost like having a partner, having an actual coach to, but even better yet, it's actually all coming from within, right? It's like that inner dialogue that like you said, you already have the answers. It just needs to be triggered and you need to be reminded the right way. And that's kind of how I felt. I'm thinking, wait a minute, this for $25, I can just stay, you know, 
stay with me as opposed to an actual, you know, a usually um, a session with a shrink with a psychologist, two, three hundred dollars in the U.S. Uh, that is just uh, I feel like in a way that all of a sudden there's kind of no excuse anymore. I mean, this is right up yeah, at your fingertips. Yeah, I mean, of course, psychologists have their value in in certain ways, um, but yes, definitely, you know, this is another tool that's available for that self reflection, and it is very accessible. You know, even just a daily card pull for five minutes is probably why your mum's going like, "Pull me cards," because it, yeah. it gives us that time to reflect. It's great. Mm, absolutely, and she's so eager to like pull her own cards I was trying to shuffle she's like no I she's like I need to be in charge of the, the shuffling process so it's more me and then she's right she always pull out very like more much more relevant information so uh yeah Bridget I want to like play if uh <laughs> try a few things out if you're up for it yeah of course of course yeah so so one of the things that I was thinking of um if you want to kind of go in this direction because I know you know, watching uh, like amazing content creators, YouTube creators. And if you're watching, you might be thinking like, oh gosh, tarot. <laughs> I don't know anything about tarot. Um, that's very nice. Yeah, it sounds good. Uh, see you later. But hold on because I wanted to just show uh, a few ways that you could actually use tarot in content creation. And it doesn't matter if you've read tarot before or you've never read tarot, never even thought of it. Um, because I think tarot can actually support us in the creative process really in a really powerful uh, way. And one of the things that I thought of is, you know, if you're thinking about your next YouTube <laughs> video, oh, gosh, what on earth am I going to do? And it doesn't matter if you're in, like, I don't know, loan refinancing or you're in showing YouTube creators how to um, improve their YouTube profile or, you know, whatever it might be. Um Mm -hmm. If you can get some tarot cards or even get them online, you can pull cards online. It's just think about, okay, what's my next, what's, what's some inspiration for my next uh, video content topic, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll get, yeah, you do this too, Faye, and we'll, we'll have a little play with it. So, <laughs> oh, great. So like, let's say um, if I'm in like, let's do loan refinancing. It's funny that I brought that up because now we've got the Ace mm. of Pentacles and Pentacles is very much about money. It looks like a giant coin. And mm. even if you look at this imagery, um, you'll see, like you can start to get some ideas of what this card might be talking about. So there's this giant like hand coming out with the coin on it and it's as if there's a new opportunity, a new financial opportunity being shown to you. And mm -hmm. you really need to take that, make that decision. Am I going to accept the opportunity and then walk through this little um, gateway? And behind that are some of the mountains. And the mountains can really talk about um, the challenges, you know, like, yes, this golden opportunity, but you're going to need to work for it. And so then you mm -hmm. might go, oh, well, that's interesting. I wonder what I could do with a video around that. So maybe in loan refinancing, I don't this is not even my area of expertise. I don't know why I've chosen it, but um, it was a great example. I'll keep going. <laughs> but it might be like how how to evaluate the right loan refinancing options for you, and then uh, not just what looks great on paper, but you know what what else comes like. What is that hard work that comes mm -hmm. after the opportunity? What will you need to do to really maximize that? So there's a video content that you could do. Just by looking at a picture in a card, you can always go and look up the meaning online as well, and that might give you some insight. Um, 
and it might just send you off in in a direction particularly if you've been creating content for a while and sometimes you get a little bit stuck and you think what's next so Faye what did you, did you draw a card let's see if we can play. oh I want to like uh, yeah I I first of all I thought that example was so interesting because of the financial downturn I mean there's a lot of like for instance layoffs in the U.S. and that when you pull that card I was just thinking you know there are a lot of you know, senior engineers like Google, Facebook, they're making enormous amount of money for many years, having that comfort and that cushion to sit on. And that that's something that, you know, they always visualize, right? They've really done it, achieved it. And now if they're laid off, like to me, that mountain represents, you know, certain obstacles, but maybe behind that mountain, uh, there are new opportunities that they just couldn't yeah. see before. So uh, I want to show people how to shuffle. This shuffling cards is like very challenging for me, but uh <laughs> So, okay, I'm gonna pull a card right here. And, uh, uh, oh my God, this is like, should I be scared? It's a hangman. <laughs> Never be scared by a card. I know sometimes they might look or sound a bit scary, <laughs> but no. Yeah. So just start describing, tell me what do you see in this picture? Oh, I, I love where we're going with this. So first of all, I see a person that's like upside down. And, you know, and then at the same time, there's, you know, at his or her uh, feet, uh, you know, for one foot is tied to the tree upside down. And then, but there's, there's a tree behind it. To me, it signifies growth. And sometimes I also see like when, I'm, like, first of all, I'm not even relying on anything. I personally, I don't have any experience memorizing the cards, but to me, it also signifies like a new vision, right? Like when I remember when we were so playful, when kids, I love being upside down. Uh, that's kind of my comfort zone when I was a kid. But also, I know a lot of friends from Cirque du Soleil. Literally, that's their comfort zone. I'm thinking about you, Garcia Atherton. And uh, so it actually, to me, is there's a new, it's kind of a new vision where maybe sometimes I like, oh, what I'm doing now, maybe I do just the opposite and see what happens. So these are the thoughts. Yes, that's awesome. And, you know, notice like that halo around his head as well, because that is that kind of new insight, new vision. Um, and I love the analogy of, you know, when you go upside down, the world looks entirely different. And that yeah. is sometimes we need to do that, like look at things completely from a different angle to see things um, in a new way. And then, you know, what, how could that translate into a YouTube video for you? Like what would a topic look like with that in mind? Yeah. To me, I think they're, they're, it's a new mindset. So uh, I can think of a number of, you know, YouTube video ideas and think about the opposite. So for instance, one of the things we do is how not to do something or the ways that you should not, you know, if you're trying to trying to maybe um, talk about a website or a software, like what are the reasons not to use that? And yeah. uh, kind of the opposite ways, or even for us to, for me to think about creative work, for instance, one of the videos um, that I did, uh, which I wouldn't say it's the most popular video, but several clients ended up watching that video and hired me because uh, it was about a live streaming tool. Instead of using it and say, in this one minute, in this three minute, I'm going to show you how to go live. And that's kind of what the software was about. It's going live, like very frictionless. But I, when I used the software, I said, I'm going to do the opposite of just recording uh, my take on this. And the video was about 10 minutes long for me as a first time user and actually looking into each option, slowing things down and not skipping any you know, clicks and things like that. So people love watching that video because we were like, I know exactly I can follow her you know, throughout the entire journey. And uh, just opposite thinking sometimes really helps. 
Yeah, awesome. I love it. Yes, it's kind of like the what not to do. Um, And, you know, another element of Hanged Man is about like temporary pause and suspension. So it's almost like, hey, you're doing this thing. (laughs) Stop doing it. Do this instead. Mm. (laughs) Um, So there you go. Like look at just how one card and, and you didn't even look it up in the book. You just worked off the picture, which is exactly what I recommend people do if they're new to tarot. Um, and you've already generated some different ideas that you could use in your own content. So you can see how a tool like this can just be that creative inspiration um, for anyone. doesn't matter if you know about tarot or you don't. Mm. I mean, this is so fascinating. And, you know, I, I think there's just so much to dissect. And the fact that, Bridget, you know, a lot of people in creative work as a YouTuber content creator, which I'm going to be interviewing several in the coming month, um, is that people have the feeling of like just stuck, um, you know, could be on big or small things. So we're talking about either either facing a blank page that you need, you know you need to write 500, maybe 1,000 words, or sometimes just social media copy. Sometimes it's just, just a subject line or a title for a video that people feel really stuck. So in ways that I feel like playing with tarot cards could really unblock people. Have you seen yeah. things like that happening? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and you'll notice we haven't done any like predicting the future here. We just use it as a tool for creativity. So a lot of people think, oh, Tower, you tell the future. But we're not telling the future of your video and if it's going to be successful or whatever. We're actually just using it as a creative prompt. Um, and so there are, yeah, many different ways that you can use Tower. Um, because even if you are a creator and you're starting to feel a bit stuck in your whole process, Maybe you can do a little bit of self-reflection. Like what is it that's blocking me right now as a creator and how can I release some of those blocks? So I'm just, let me just pull a couple so we can do this as a I was going to do the same thing. (laughs) I love it. So let's see, like this hypothetical. What's blocking me? Well, maybe it's not hypothetical. (laughs) never is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is so cute. I love the drawing. Because, Uh you know, we, we are looking at our YouTube strategy right now. I'll just give a little uh, story. but um, And I'm so excited to do the YouTube strategy, but I know that we've got to have process in place. We've got to have the right infrastructure for it to really flow um, and get off the ground in a, in a big way. So it's funny, actually, because have a look at this card, the Knight of Swords, what's blocking me. This is a huge amount of energy and wanting to like push things forward. But sometimes that desire to do things really quickly and like, why aren't we just doing it now? Um, That can actually be a blocker because sometimes it's important just to slow down. And what's really interesting is the release card, like how to release that energy is the two of pentacles. And you'll see that he's juggling these two coins and he's kind of having to balance different priorities. And that's certainly what we're experiencing for Biddy Tower and being on YouTube is there's so many different priorities that we have. And while I have a lot of energy and excitement about creating content here and now, we actually have to juggle it in the context of, uh, you know, other priorities at the moment. <laughs> so oh. there you go. What about you, Faye? Do you want to draw? Are you ready to like open your heart to your community? Um oh. What's blocking me? Oh, I'm ready. This is so much fun. So you mentioned the the idea of a release card. So um, do you, in this case, pull two cards instead of one? Yeah. So first one, think about what's blocking you. And then second, you know, what action you could take or how to release that blockage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. So the first is 
what's blocking me? And this is, let me read it, Page of Wands. Mm. And really interesting cards. I want to make sure my camera focuses on that. So I see a person using a, so this is a wand, I guess. And uh, uh, is it or is it, I, I think, oh, interesting. And I see the background and I don't know if I see the sun. Uh, what's blocking me? How do I read this? Okay, no, this is good. I'm glad you're getting a little bit stuck with it because I'll show you how to kind of get unstuck. You <laughs> um, have a like have a look at the man. What is he is he going somewhere or is he staying in one place? Yeah. One place. And he's kind of uh he does he necessarily have a plan yet or is he is he wait does he feel like he's waiting? What's what do you think his thoughts or feelings might be in this point? Yeah, I I'm, you know, I think he's maybe standing still and then maybe I wonder if he feels a sense of like loneliness as well. Like, is he thinking uh, kind of independently on his own? Does he feel like he has a level of support? Where does he go to? I don't know. There's clarity that yeah. he has just yet. Yeah, interesting. And then the ones are very much about inspiration and mm. is he waiting for some inspiration perhaps? Is he like, what's next? So maybe the blockage is around um, getting inspiration and really tapping into like feeling like sometimes, you know, we can create, if we're creating content in just our little bubble and we're mm. not thinking about what is our community, what does our customer avatar really need? There's, and, and if we don't have that strong connection to our customers and our community, it can start to feel like, oh, I don't know, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to produce. Um, mm -hmm. And so maybe there's kind of that waiting for some inspiration and to feel lit up. How does that land? Yeah, well, that, I have an opening card as well. But as you mentioned, because I didn't really fully understand that wand is, in a, sign, is a sign of inspiration. To me, like ones that I you know, once that clarity is there for me, I'm looking at it as a situation of like for me personally to finally put my foot down and say, I want to focus on YouTube strategy for small businesses. And all of a yeah. sudden, I mean, just today, you know, I have a couple of clients reaching out to me. Uh, actually, you know, I would say prospects, clients I had before and reaching out to me to say, we want a turnkey solution for to work with someone, an agency on our YouTube strategy. And to me, it's like setting that focus all of a sudden is driving the the results that I'm expecting for and that focus I, I need to grow my business. So Yes. And I'm hearing putting that stake in the ground being like, and that's almost what it looks like. I right? put the stake in yeah. the ground and say, this is who I am and who I'm here to serve. Beautiful. Yeah. And what, what's kind of, what's your second card? <laughs> oh my God. This is the five of pentacles, right? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. What do you see and what does it mean? <laughs> you <laughs> this one oh interesting so i see these so five pentacles and there's a woman uh covering her you know wearing this long gown and uh kind of walking away and um so like based on her posture that makes me feel like is she upset about something is she you know um is this like is she energetic or is it feeling upset? I don't really know. But I, the way I see it is when I think about like five, I know it's just arbitrary number, but I think about all the things I ended up working on, like life dream podcasts and all the things I'm truly passionate about um, helping me do sometimes like 
parting ways with a million services that I have invented, it, there is a sense of um, almost a sense of grief, like, you know, realizing that, of course, I can do them again. But right now, I really I am shifting all my energy towards uh, YouTube strategy because I know that's the right thing to do. So um, that's that's really interesting to me. But I know, like, to me, this is still very activating because I I can feel the sense of energy to say, like, this is the right thing to do. I just have to believe yeah. in me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. There's so many layers in there to unpack and what you've shared is like beautiful. Um, oh. So the fives, fives are interesting because it's halfway point between the one, which is very much about new opportunity and 10, which is about completion. And when we're in that state of kind of, it's like a transition state, you're no longer like making something new. Now you're heading, heading towards completion, but just as like when the tide changes, say in a river and you end up with like the waves are looking crazy or um, mm -hmm. any kind of change or transition, it can create a little bit of friction. Um, and so you might be experiencing some of that like friction about which, which way am I really going here? Um, the other thing about the five of pentacles can sometimes be a bit of a scarcity mindset. And because mm -hmm. she's out in the snow and she's locked in, like locked away from the um, church. So the church is actually there and available for her if she mm -hmm. wants the warmth, but she's out in the snow. So she's kind of like, oh, poor me, I'm, I'm lacking, you know. And mm -hmm. so what might be interesting for you is as you lay out that desire to work with small business, there may be a part of you that's like, oh, but I should, maybe I should keep all of these other clients who may not be fully aligned, but what if I don't, like, what if I run out of money and what mm -hmm. if I run out, you know, what if there's not enough? Um, mm -hmm. And so it's kind of working through some of that mindset as well and just being like ready to embrace what it is that you have uh, committed to. So, yeah. yeah. You, you're absolutely right about this. It's so funny, earlier today, I was just editing some shorts for uh, our lovely mentor, Dory Clark, and one of the things that one of the last videos I watched is the fact that the things that we're working on that are especially worth pursuing actually takes time. It's not that we're not smart. It's not like we haven't figured out the hacks. It just valuable, meaningful things actually take time. So as you're mentioning about this card of, um, you know, five between zero to 10 or between one and 10 is like sometimes it's so easy to give up or to doubt ourselves, to question, uh, you know, our commitment, question our patience even on our way to achieving something greater. Absolutely uh, agree with that. And uh, and also, like you said, Bridget, about letting go, letting go of the clients that are no longer aligned with our vision, with our uh, business. And uh, it's hard to say goodbye. And I've had to do that in the past couple yeah. of years. And uh, it's uh, ultimately, that is the right decision. And um, so, oh, this is so, <laughs> this is so revealing, <laughs> more so than I thought, so. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And so you can just see like how easy it is to access these types of insights. And again, we have not looked at the book. We have not looked at card meanings online, which are all available and accessible. Uh, but there's so much that you can get just by looking at the pictures. And the reason that works so well is because what it does is it starts to bypass our conscious mind. Our conscious mind likes sort of words and thoughts. It's a little bit more logical, um, but our subconscious really responds well to the imagery. And so the imagery in the card is what actually helps us go deeper and beyond just our conscious thoughts. We get deeper into our more subconscious and our, like our intuition effectively. Um, and I think what's also neat is it's like, 
it almost gives you a bit more license to go, oh, well, the card, the card, look at the picture. That's what's happening in the card. So it has to be that way. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas if we consciously think well, that's when we start to doubt ourselves, like, oh, your mind is making this up. But cards really help us go, oh, okay, yeah, there is a different way or there's something new there that I haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. mm, I absolutely love this. And uh, and if anybody's watching here live, please feel free to drop us a note, drop your questions, nothing too silly. I know we can't see everybody like coming from LinkedIn, for instance, but let us know if you have any questions now or after we've gone live. Um, one thing, Bridget, I think we don't realize, like people who haven't started their business just yet, where people are just, just starting out, they don't realize all the ups and downs that actually do happen uh, with entrepreneurs and uh, from all walks of life. And uh, I see your business, Biddy Tarot, as a very, very successful one in many ways that some people could be surprised because it feels really niche. Yet, you know, it, it is very successful. It targets beginners, aspiring tarot readers and professionals. So I would love for you to maybe talk about some of the ups and downs and whether you use tarot to kind of conquer that, to, to have your breakthrough. I would love for you to share some of those stories. It's so valuable. Yeah, when I reflect back on the entrepreneurial journey, I mean, there's so many different ways that you could look at it, but I really see like these transition points between, oh, I'm just doing something fun and, you know, it's a hobby to, oh, I could make money out of this. Person, like, and then it's a bit more of a personal brand and you're basically creating a job for yourself. And that's super fun. Like it's flexible. You don't usually have team members and so on. They're very creative. Um, but I believe that that can only go so far. And then I reached a point where I realized, actually, no, I want to go beyond that. I want to have a business. Um, and so with a business, I think you start to open up a lot more to growth, um, maybe start to have team members and so on. But also that's when you do have to show up quite professionally. And so if you don't feel like it, too bad, because you've made a commitment and you stay consistent. Um, whereas, you know, I think when you're in kind of that personal, like, oh, just, you know, an income, you can, like, if you don't feel like it, great, go to the beach. Like, it's, it's all good. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I really consciously made that decision to move to business. And then I think the last few years has definitely been about, no, I'm going to build a company and I really want to build a company brand that can live beyond me um, because I, I know we impact so many people, we, like literally millions of people every year, and I don't want that to be just dependent on me um, because I want that to continue to live on regardless. Uh, I, I mean, I know I'm a factor in the whole picture, <laughs> but I really want to be able to create something that has that longevity. Um, and so I think when it comes to like the ups and downs, transitioning into a company per se, it's it's got a lot of great things about it. You know, the amount of growth that we've experienced, we have um, 15 million visitors a year to our website. Uh, we have a team of 15 who work virtually and all around the world. Um, and yeah, we just, we literally have, you know, thousands of thousands of students. And with that comes a huge responsibility um, to make sure that we are sustainable and we have that long-term factor. Um, and also, you know, I think being a company per se is, yeah, it does come with the responsibility. And sometimes you have to make some really tough decisions to ensure the sustainability of the business. 
And, um, you know, a couple of years ago, we had a team of 30 and we had to reduce down to 15 just so that we could stay really focused and streamlined with how we are serving our community. And I've got to say, like, Tarot has definitely helped me through those tough decisions. Um, I do pull cards when I need to make a decision. It does not determine my decision. It's information. It helps me through an intuitive process, um, but it's certainly really supported me and helped me stay in alignment as I've led a company and led this growth uh, in the company. So I, I think, you know, whether it's Taru or any other kind of intuitive or reflective tool, I think as entrepreneurs, having access to that is incredibly important because we pour our heart and our soul into our work. And if you don't have that level of self-awareness um, and that time for self-reflection, you could end up on paths that you realize later on, you know, burnout, um, exhaustion, or like, what the flip have I just created here? And how do I get out of it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so staying in alignment is so important for success as an entrepreneur. And we're seeing it more and more. You know, I hear like Sarah Blakely talks about it. Um, Steve Jobs talked about, his, you know, using intuition. Um, just hear more and more of this connection to intuition for entrepreneurs. Mm. I This is so timely of a conversation because even just, you know, yesterday, the day before, I've spoken with very successful female entrepreneurs and we have large followings making, you know, lots of money. Yet I really sense that like that self-imposter syndrome is quite severe uh, among many people. So I wonder if you did experience that, still experience some part of that. And perhaps when you said that 2012, that turning point of you realizing that, wow, this little baby hobby thing is now turning into real business. Like, could you maybe speak to maybe self-imposter syndrome and then what to do about it perhaps? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, I speak to other business owners who are at an earlier stage in their journey and they go, oh, you know, am I really the person to do this? <laughs> like, look, this feeling, it never goes away. I still feel it. And I'm like, you know, we've created an amazing business, um, an amazing success, but pretty much every week I'm thinking, oh gosh, am I really the right person to do this? <laughs> who am I? You know, all of that kind of stuff. And in Australia in particular, we have um, what's called the tall poppy syndrome. So you typically don't kind of big note yourself uh, and boast, you know, talk about like your successes. So mm -hmm. our culture is a lot more just kind of like, oh, you know, quite humble and so on. Um, and yet you know, we have an American audience um, and I have quite a few Americans on my team, which I'm really grateful for because they're like, Bridget, you've just got to get out there and you've got to say you're the best. I'm like, oh, okay, yep, sure. Um, <laughs> so, so I often have that feeling, but what's got me through is just I am just like that will always be there no matter what. Um, mm -hmm. I will not let that get in the way. I know that little voice will come in at various times, but just go, all right, thanks very much. <laughs> carry on. Because if I stop, because I'm worried if I'm not the right person, um, I'm doing such an in the disservice to the people that I am helping. And again, there's millions of people that I'm helping and I can't not do the work, you know, can't mm -hmm. let just this stupid self-talk stuff get in the way of that. Wow. Yeah, this is so important. And, you know, Bridget, I gotta admit, like talking to you for 40 minutes feels like I've been talking to you for 15. Can you do you have time? Do you have a meeting immediately afterward? Can you go over? No, five I'm good to go a little bit longer. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, 
the reason why I think what's so incredible is like you have this big smile. I mean, this is not just us going live, but the moment I, I met you, I just I saw the joy of you running the business, not to say any business, anybody's life is perfect, but it seems like you really you have found uh, the perfect mix and and just the energy wise the size of the business feels right right now. And I love looking at your marketing deck. It's just like painfully clear. And I absolutely love it. There's no ambiguity. This There's realistic expectations. I hope your team is, is aware, like how lucky they are to have such a grounded founder like yourself. But I have to ask, like, at what point have you realized this is the right size for you? Because lately in early uh, 2023, I've watched so many videos from you know, Ali Abdal on YouTube and then Vanessa Lau, uh, all talking. I know we both are, you know, watch Vanessa's channels and they're so open about creating a business they, they once loved, three to four people, so nimble to now multi-million dollars, 25 to 30 people on the team. They all kind of start at one point, like hating the stuff that they were doing. So you seem to have already gone through this part before they have. And I wonder how you kind of like found the, the setup, the model that works for you. Yeah, great question. Because uh, I know when we had 30 team, mem team members, I'm very grateful for all of them. But I know that I was waking up in the morning with a feeling of dread. Uh, and I have not had that feeling for like a very long time. And I'd be like, oh, gosh, it's a work day. Uh. Yeah. And I knew like, oh, I can't sustain that. Um, mm -hmm. And really, yeah, I mean, the reason why we brought the team down mostly like the financial side, just to bring our costs under control a little bit more. Um, but also, yeah, just I wanted to have a team that felt really good. And I think once you get to 30, what we noticed was that you need to have policies, processes, HR. We started hiring for an HR manager and then realised like, what are we doing? Um, and it was insane. And yeah, and then you've got to have all these different layers of like management and so on for it to really work. So now that we're back down to 15, I feel like we've got a really yummy magic that's happening in our team and it's really manageable and it's a, a nice group size that everyone knows each other, has rapport with each other, can connect and collaborate very well. The other thing that's been incredibly important is um, while I am like founder and CEO of Biddy Taro, I work alongside uh, Kayleen, who is our COO, and she's really the day-to-day, -day, like the integrator. I, we really fit now that model of me staying in that visionary and very strategic place because I love strategy. Like I'm not just a creator like, oh, let's do this thing. I'm thinking strategy of like, oh, okay, what's our two, three-year plan? Mm -hmm. But Kayleen is the one who's taking that vision, turning it into a strategy, getting the team to align to it and start and work. Um, and bring it into manifestation. So that has been absolutely critical for my own well-being so that I'm not managing directly other people because that drives me, it's a lot. <laughs> um, it, but, you know, I think that is actually what can lead to burnout for a lot of founders when they're growing teams is they get stuck in a model where they are now managing six, ten people Mm -hmm. And I have had many friends who've just gone, oh, I don't want a team, like fire everybody. And now they're back on their own. And um, I know that I don't want that. Um, I am, But I know that for that to work, I've got to have that really nice structure that mm -hmm. has the visionary integrator and then the team and that works well. Mm, well, this is so helpful. 
uh, I so appreciate you sharing that because a lot of people don't really see it coming. You know, they just, everybody, every voice is saying, get, you know, go bigger or go home. And it's all about more, making more money. Lately, I've been thinking even just from pulling cards to realize, okay, what about the quality of my life? Am I okay with uh, making the same amount of money, but having more time on my own, playing the guitar, hang out with mom, friends. And um, so it's just like different ways of looking at life, not just a single dollar amount, which we so often use to kind of like validate the decisions that we make. So uh, that is so helpful, Bridget. I would love for well, you to- Can, can I yeah. just add one bit in there? Because what was really interesting is that um, when we reduced our team, our actual mm -hmm. margin went right back up again. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at it, at the kind of the actual- um, the money that you make, like from a smaller team, mm -hmm. it's, it can be more. And I'll tell you why. It's because when you have a team of 30, you can actually get very bogged down in. Now you've got three people who've got strategic um, perspectives and opinions. And then you have to work out, oh, which one of those is the right way to go? You can get into a bit of self-doubt and so on. So it slows the whole system down. Whereas I think when you go a little bit smaller, you can actually create a lot more efficiency. You're having much more impact with your community and that inevitably impacts the financials in a positive way. So I think I think more in terms of what's like that sort of scalable, profitable growth versus just your vanity, like revenue or sales growth, that we saw that quite clearly that we could grow sales, but the costs were like just matching, you know, um, and when we were more efficient as a team, we could create a lot more value in a more efficient way. Oh, that is so fascinating. It's, you know, what's the point of, yeah, making more sales, but at the same time, the operations costs, advertising are just totally over the roof. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is very, so much for me to reflect on after the recording, uh, the live stream as well. And uh, and I would love for you to maybe just like in closing, like talk, let's talk about what's next for Biddy Tarot. And, uh, you know, I know that you're always transforming your business. You're such a, such a visionary. So please share with us, like, what is the future of Biddy Tarot? Yeah, so we're very excited to be launching the um, the Biddy Tarot deck. So that will be out in end of March, but you can sign up for the wait list right now. And that's over at biddytarot.com forward slash deck, D-E-C-K, deck. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh yeah, we'll be doing a first release to our wait list. So definitely jump onto that if you're interested about the Biddy Tarot deck. Um, I really see a whole new world opening up through this deck and the potential to create some more physical product, you know, high quality tarot um, swag, I suppose. Uh, you know, we're really interested to see what might happen in that space. And the other thing is uh, we're very soon to be opening our Biddy Tarot certification program for this year. Um, already we've had uh, thousands of students take part in this program. So it's great to do another round. I think we might be in our sixth year of it, actually, uh, if my memory serves correctly. So um, that's very exciting. And you know, we continue just to serve our community through our courses and our community. And uh, I think we'll be investing a lot more into content, video content, and sharing more content online as well, which is great. And I can see uh, these wise cards you're asking about to start yeah. to see a few of the cards. So let's have a little peek. Um, yeah, I'll just pull out some random ones. So there's the moon, 
and sun. You see like just beautiful, um, uh, just a beautiful color palette that we have mm -hmm. and very easy. Like what we were saying earlier is, you know, these cards aren't kind of scary. Like, okay, here's the devil card. A lot of people don't like the devil, but you know, it's nice. Uh, <laughs> it's not too confronting. And this is great because if you are reading for friends and family who may not be open to tarot yet, uh, mm -hmm. these kinds of cards, like here's the tower, this is another kind of scary card. Um, mm. But, you know, it's it's easier on the eye. It's like, oh, okay, oh, okay. yes, there is a breakthrough. Oh, I'm okay, you know. <laughs> no, I'm okay. <laughs> so cute. Who is the, uh, the in terms of the, who's the artist? Well, what's the kind of the creation process uh, behind that? You're so excited and we love the design. Yes. So um, we're very lucky that we've had a team of designers uh, collaborate. So this really is a collaborative um, project. And even my husband, who is a designer, he designed the box. I um, love the box. <laughs> yeah, I love the beautiful. cover. Yes, it's my favorite card in the deck um but yeah we've had a couple of designers and i was working with them on like the creative direction mm -hmm. just to really bring that energy all into alignment so yeah it's, it's good so good so good thank you so much for your time Virgis. for everybody who is watching this now later please check out biddytarot.com and especially if you're new to this even if you're a blogger youtuber content creator copywriter uh, you're thinking about starting your journey. Maybe you're going through something right now. You want to kind of unblock. I would say that everything you find on the site is just so invaluable. There's so many free tools, eBooks, beautifully designed. I have personally downloaded like 18 different things and, you know, absolutely love it. So please do go check it out. Um, with that said, Bridget, it's such a pleasure um, to have known you, to be able to share those conversation. Thank you so much, so much for spending the time with me today. Oh, thank you, Faye. It's been a pleasure. And again, just so beautiful watching you just open up and blossom with your tarot cards and how you're integrating them into your life. Fantastic. Oh. <laughs> thank you, guys. And uh, definitely go check out um, definitely this, you know, the new card. And also, I absolutely love this book, Intuitive Tarot, um, without memorizing and really connect with yourself. So with that said, I'm going to take us offline. Thank you for being here. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>